What's happening, Arsenal Nation? It's your boys Adele and the Baker with another Scarf Life podcast. Dun -dun -dun. Dun -dun -dun. I always uh I always get real excited when you do the intro because I mm. don't know what you'll end up calling the show. It's always something new. It's like uh, the fact that we talk about it before it happens. Yeah, yeah. It's like I wonder I wonder what he's going to call the podcast on this episode. And uh, th this one was a little little less surprising than others in the past. But well, well, I, I thought we had an agreement. It's a Scarf Life podcast. Right. Well, last week it was Scarf Life, the podcast. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and then you told people they could find us on Scarf Life on Facebook and it's RSL Nation mm -hmm. on Facebook. So uh, it, I, I like that even I don't know what this is called anymore. And I've, you know. I have more reason to know than most people. Well, let me ask you a more important question, may I? Absolutely, you may. Do do you enjoy not knowing and then learning? I do. I do enjoy not knowing and then learning. That's um, all that matters. I, I, I would like to point out that, so my background, before I was a professional number cruncher, uh, was in marketing. And uh, strictly from a marketing standpoint, this is basically a nightmare, um, mm. but somehow we get people tuning in every week uh, despite our best efforts to deliver a subpar product. <laughs> um, well, and, I mean, uh, you know, it's we're having fun with it, and that counts for something. Well, the, the people tune in because, let me ask you this, the baker. Oh, Please by the way, it's Adela and the baker. Yeah. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've stated our names in a while. Did we ever BS anyone about what they're getting themselves into? There was a stretch of time when we were recording together and we had that nice uh, interface and those mm -hmm. semi-decent mics where it actually sounded semi-professional. If uh, if you didn't know any better, it, sure. it was actually a real podcast for a while there, which I'm, we got out of that habit real quick. But the pandemic happened. Let's blame the pandemic, yes? Blame it on the goose. Got you feeling loose. That's my motto. I'm. I have never heard that saying before. Let's never say it again. Please. Oh, you're not. You're not familiar with Jamie Fox. Say again. You're not familiar with Jamie Fox. No, no. I know. I just said don't ever say that saying again. What oh was yeah. Saying? Blame it on the goose because it's got you feeling loose. I I know Jamie Fox well. Never heard that. Never heard that song. I would have respected him less. Well. Don't know what, what to tell you. But what I'm saying is this. Even when we were making good podcasts, and I think we still are. Right. We made a big deal out of everyone. I was like, oh, I think this one sounds good. Listen to it, folks. Yeah, we do tell people to listen to them. That is correct. Right. Can confirm. And, and like at least three people listen to it. We can't confirm that. Anyways, here we are good podcast we have never sold anyone anything <laughs> so we hanging talking footy specifically rsl footy specifically Speaking of rsl footy yep good transition let's talk about just a couple of things yeah we're gonna talk about more than a couple of things but the first two couple of things hold on is that correct english first two couple of things no it's terrible english but in your defense english is things. like your ninth language so we'll <laughs> let it slide okay so a couple of things let's put it this way anyone listening to the abomination that is your accent i can say that because we're family shouldn't exactly. be surprised by your like you know improper english i have an accent <laughs> i there was a review i forget what site it was on but it was like the guy with the accent, you know, I forget what it was, but that's basically the only thing that stuck. <laughs> so it's the little things in life. But when they say the guy with the accent, how do you know which one of us two it is? Because mine doesn't come out that much. So <laughs> let's, you know, no shame in your uh, game. Fair. So we're going to, the first two things we'll talk about is the game that just happened. 
won't spend too much time on it because this is many days after the game. It is. And then the upcoming game and a couple of other things. Yeah. It, yeah, a couple of other things is is a good way to summarize what's going to be 80% of the they, content. All right, last game. One I mean, point. can we can we call it a game even? Like the way I described it on Twitter after the fact was technically soccer. On the field. So, listen. Yeah. I'm in this new old school era of going back to the Rio Tinto Stadium. It's and nice. what happened this time around? You just, my understanding was it was just sun's out, gun's out, you know, as far as mouths were concerned. <laughs> um, you went sleeveless I, in your mouth region. I got to sit back in my old seat, our old seats. Oh, yeah, section 35. Section 35, row H. Ooh, good times. 50% of it has changed. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I'm shocked it's that low. Um, No one still minded us standing. The people behind us were not standing. And look, we're going to stand. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've literally seen people screaming at other people in the past. This yeah. is a standing section. And like, yeah. it, you know. It, it's uh, never even occurred. Yep. And they were like, yeah, yeah, man, no problem. Right. Uh, you know, um, then we moved one row ahead of us because there was no one there. And just to be considerate of the people behind us, because they seemed super nice. Right. Right. Like, All right. We're moving up because there was no one there. Right. Uh, so we were not in our actual seats because apparently like true section 35ers and yes i've seen a few of the old timers there right like oh no man just stand wherever because there were 19 people between us and where we were supposed to stand or right sit. like all right we'll just kind of sit right here or stand right here um no it was still good 35 right. was still probably other than the uh the south goal it was still good. It was good. It was fun. Yeah. You did not it, have to wear your mask. Yep. Um, I did, other than when I was drinking, which just happened to be for all 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> which which happened to be nonstop. <laughs> some, things, some things don't change. <clears throat> so, yeah, they said, yeah, you don't, you can not have to wear it. I'm, I can't remember if they said you have to wear it if you're not eating or drinking. I was trying to make a point to like wear it when I'm not drinking because right. I wasn't going to be eating anyways because it's $19,000 for churro. Yep. Right. A accurate, accurate assessment. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I wasn't wearing mine. Um, I saw plenty of people wearing theirs and I didn't see anyone freak out at anyone about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Which right. was pretty refreshing, I would say, in the current state of the United States, specifically Utah, in this case. You know what? Wear it if you want. Don't if you don't. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, formally, the, uh, you know, like the official stance is you, you don't have to wear it at all anymore in the stadium. Um it, it there's a part of me and I know this wasn't on purpose that just got really sad at how you described section 35 mm -hmm. um is it the picture I sent you I, I mean there was some of that like a little little bit of this so so for those of RSL nation who who aren't familiar and and I think the you know the 15 people that tune in religiously at this point probably know because we've mentioned it before but I went and made the poor life choice of moving to Seattle in the pandemic. <laughs> um, and Damn sounder. Yeah, yeah. Bas basically wearing that rave green for life out here. Um, no, so like, and, you know, most of last year it wasn't a problem because I wasn't going to go to the games anyway. But now, as you're describing Section 35, 
like I'm I've said this before on air and I'm going to reiterate it. I'm going to own my season tickets until the day I die, regardless of where I live. <laughs> you know, I've, I've still got my credit. I'm, I'm not going to ever not, you know, support RSL. Um, but there's a part of me that genuinely feels like I'm not doing my quote unquote job. Like, like I feel like I'm, uh, you, you know, like I'm, I'm recording a terrible podcast on a Thursday evening with my free time. So I don't think I need to prove my quote unquote fanness to anybody. But there's a part of me that um, fandom. I, yeah, I don't fandom. Fandom. Good. You, we've got you correcting my English. You know, this is, things are at an all time low. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I it's just you know section thirty five is is it's a group of people that are very near and dear to my heart. So to hear it kind of you know it hasn't fully returned, I guess is the best way to put it, is uh it's kind of a bummer. Well, it's been two, three games. I recognize that. I, I you know I know that it's only a matter of time before you know we're back at full strength. Um, and then the FOMO is really going to hit, but, right. <laughs> you know, it, uh, and for those of you that don't know, FOMO stands for fear of missing out and it's, it's how I live my life these days. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, so they were up to 10,000 fans. I know the jazz just approved 13,000 fans. Wow. The indoor game next, well, <laughs> It's Sunday, so we'll see how right well they can do on that. Um, it is kind of a big game, though. It is. It is. Um, I I say there's zero chance. I always say say this phrase if I was a betting man, which is a silly thing to say of me because I am a betting man, right? Quite literally, put, yes. Yeah, I will put money on like if it's gonna rain on Thursday next week. Just for fun, like not stupid money, but I will. So my money would be that there's no way the season ends without full, without some games of full Rio Tinto attendance. Full. Ooh. So zero chance. So the only pushback I have on that is if we're terrible. Because because full Rio Tinto is I think somewhere around twenty two thousand if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, a little less than that. Official it, it, sellout is like nineteen something, but it's not north it's of twenty. Like, I could have sworn it was north of twenty. Well, so that's the thing. Like official sellout is like nineteen something, but then you do standing section and all right. these other things, and suddenly I, I, I like think of when thousand five or something. Yeah, I think of when Zlatan was here. I think it was like twenty two or something. If I remember correctly, but I I could be misremembering that. It could be, uh, yeah. The, you're probably right. It's like standing sections and all these right. things. Right. Um, I feel like, and and we should, we'll we'll probably get into this. Not probably. We'll definitely get into this because we're gonna talk about the game eventually. But if we're terrible, which, you know, it, it's still early. There's no guarantees that we won't be terrible. I could see us just hovering around that 15 mark for the rest of the season so hold on you're saying we i'm saying we will open it up mm. i'm not saying we'll sell it out okay yeah i'll agree with that mm. i i think before the regular season ends in 2021 right we will see you know fully open stadiums all restrictions yes. lifted come as you are have a good time and I think we'll have. I think we'll see a game of like nineteen thousand at least, if not more. Because uh, um, last weekend they sold out. The the ten k or whatever, yeah, yeah, and they sold out. Nice. They sold all ten thousand, and it was beautiful. <laughs> to be honest, it kind of felt like normal, right? <laughs> a little bit, because. Um, Remember back in the days, even once in a while, there were these like weird Wednesday or Sunday games where our neighbors and friends in section 35 would sell their tickets to somebody because they're out of town or give them to somebody, right? 
and those somebodies would come and not understand what's happening at the game, right? That you're standing, don't complain. Um, I saw, remember that whole group of, of guys like just to the back and left of us, like a group of six, they were there. It was awesome. Like that couple just in front of us to the right was there. That was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, the dudes with the flags were there. That was awesome. There was even a guy right in front of us. Well, wasn't in front of us. He was after we moved one row down to not obstruct the people behind us who were nice, right? Yep. He was there with like four kids. <laughs> and I was there with Hannes. And he kept swearing. I was like, don't swear in front of the goddamn kids. <laughs> and the guy turns around. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. Trust me, they hear words. And he, you know what he said? Here's the best part. He said, I prepared them. I told them this is a supporter section. They might hear language they have not heard before. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty rare. And he was super awesome about it. Uh, so, so I, I yeah. mean, for what it's, it's worth. Like integrated, old yeah. with new. You know what yeah. I mean? The, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right. And And for what it's worth, your commentary was probably more entertaining than anything they saw on the field against Nashville. Okay. So I'm just trying to get over the game because let's face it, on the pitch. Wow. Other than... What are you, English? On the pitch? <laughs> Cheerio, tea and crumpets, good sir. Tea and crumpets. On on the grassy surface. On the field. Call it a field. This is America. We speak freedom. <laughs> um the terrible. most exciting terrible. the most exciting part of the entire match not a game it's a match was literally the last play 30 seconds yeah. yeah yeah 100% it was a it was objectively a terrible game um, malarkey, absolute malarkey, I may say. <laughs> Great word. Um, and and b before we get, you know, too far into the just, quote unquote, viewership of it all, props to Nashville. You, you came in. The city? The, the, the club. Uh -huh. uh, you came in. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Sorry, finish. Go ahead. Okay, you had a plan. You had conservatively... 10 guys behind the ball at any given time. Uh -huh. uh, at no point were you going to threaten to score, which that's fine. But you also you also knew that, hey, we walk out of here with a point, we're counting that as a win. Um, okay, popping bottles out here, folks. <laughs> yes, we heard oh, that. You that. Yes, your mic, I'm pretty sure, comes with a mute button, but that's fine. Live your best life, man. Who am I to tell you what you can and can't do? Um, so yeah, I, I think despite the fact that it was a tie, Nashville is leaving that game, quote unquote, having won. They they played their soccer and they did it very well. Yeah. Before we get to the soccer, I hope because I think we will not spend a lot of time on the soccer. Um, we pride ourselves on the fact that there are dudes out there that record and dudettes that record and everything else that record podcasts in a way more about soccer than we do. But we just give our opinion. I want to shout out a small group. Could have been a single family of Nashville fans. Because I was that dude in section 35 that's sitting back there and is yelling, <clears throat> Country music sucks. <laughs> and then there's this there's this uh, dude that turns around and is like, with a Nashville jersey, I didn't see him before. He says, I'll live there and I agree with you. It's like, damn it. Okay. So 10 minutes Yeah, I was going to say, not exactly like a hot take. <laughs> so I, about 10 minutes passed by. And, they're, and I'm like, all right, what's the next? I was like... Memphis barbecue is better than Nashville barbecue. <laughs> I mean, these dudes are sitting probably like four rows ahead and like okay. six seats to the left of us. It turns out I was like, 
yeah, I don't know about that, man, but like, I can see your point. Dude, I'm trying to argue with you. What are you right. doing? Right, they're like, like engaging in a fair and objective sort of way. Like, you might have a point. Um, so I don't, I didn't catch that dude's name. I did like shake his hand on the way out after the game. Um, but I, I'm sh pretty sure I introduced myself and he told me his name, but I don't remember. So whatever dude with a Nashville Jersey sitting west of row H in section 35, man, you're a good sport. That was fun. That was a good time. Sometimes it's the little things in life. It is. It is. And, and, especially, yeah. Especially when literally nothing is happening on the field. Yeah. Field. Yeah. So yeah. let's spend a couple of minutes about the actual game. So other the, than Ochoa, who did well? I mean, that's so Brody? Brody did well. Um yeah, I'm gonna did, stick with that. Brody did well. Crylock did well. Um it was it was interesting to see Rushnak get more central, quote unquote, and still be essentially a non factor. Um yeah, man, I think Ochoa did well. I think the defense held. I think that was a talking point that you and I had. Yeah. Uh but for the most part, it it just was a very uninspiring game. Oh, it was a very boring game. It was a bad game. It was a crappy game. Not a lot of chances either way. In my opinion, man of the match might have been Ochoa, and he hasn't done. He didn't do crap, right? Right. I think he had like one or two saves. Um, I kept talking with some dudes. Um, that kept saying Everton is the best player on the pitch, even though he wasn't on the pitch. Exactly. Ah, That's how inspiring I, the game was. I got the. I got it. I got the point. Um, yeah, I mean, strictly from an entertainment perspective slash what went wrong, you know, we, we've got that old adage of if you want to score a goal, you got to put it on frame with power. Mm. Well, RSL put it Rest on frame exactly, chances. exactly yeah. zero times. Yeah. Uh, which that's, that's problematic. Um, you know, and I was watching, uh, so look, listen, at the end of the day, here's what I think. The defense did well, right? The defense wants to have a boring game. That's the whole point. Okay? That's fair. Yeah. Um, I saw Rubio try a couple of things. It just didn't work. It just, I don't want him to stop trying to do those things, right? Um, I, at the end of the day, we're four games into the season with, what is it, seven points? That is wildly above what I thought we would have at this point. Now, you know what the number one disappointment is to me right now? Well, two disappointments, if I may. Let's get into those. You absolutely. Are we done with the game? Like, do we really actually care about the game that just well, happened? Well, if we're going to talk about disappointments and if we're still going to talk about the game, I, I think we would be remiss not to talk about Rushnak. Oh, and, and to a smaller extent, Ruiz's uh, yeah. set piece taking. Terrible. Oh, terrible. Yeah. When the hell did we put him on set piece taking? Well, uh, in his defense, Rushnag was doing terrible. So I think it was like, hey, Ruiz, we're going to give you a few yeah. of these. And then he sent them into the, you know, freaking oblivious uh, rafters. Yeah. Um, it was just terrible. It was. It was not good. It, it, it's very rare that I watch the game and I think to myself, I can deliver a better ball than that. Right, because if nothing else, I cannot kick it as far. So, <laughs> right, that that's right. more in the space of where the players are. For and and for a while, I just thought maybe the ball's like too inflated, like they have too much air in it. Because Nashville wasn't doing a lot better; they were just skying it left and right too. Yeah. So bad. So bad. So let's get into Albert. We we definitely need to discuss Albert. Our favorite topic of conversation, like the last three podcasts. Right. I was gonna say not like we haven't. 
but in, he's yet in our to defense prove. at 2.3 million guaranteed compensation for the 2021 year you're going to be talked about and we'll talk about salaries as well so let's get right into that forget if it's 2.3 7.3 19.3 or 0.3 by far the highest paid player at RSL got the armband yep. right yep Hasn't done a damn thing. So you got that armband. Hasn't done a damn thing. Like uh, what, what, what I mean a damn thing is like, I'm not talking you need to be, in this case, literally 20 times better than Rubio. Right? That's not a fair statement. Right. You're, you're compensated based on the fair market value, at right. least when you signed the contract, which was two years ago. And he was killing it at that time. Right? But... Last weekend, Saturday's game was a perfect, in my opinion, example of we need someone to step up. Right. Step up, close the game. Mamba yep. mentality. Kobe. Right? Right. A, a moment of individual brilliance yeah. that just, you know, you can't plan for you can't coach you can't teach it it is just you put the team on your back and you refuse to lose or you refuse to tie yeah yep 100% and and that's why you paid the big bucks that's why you get to rub it in everyone's faces <laughs> right right because when the money is on the line you step up and you deliver yeah and as a the top paid dude on the team by a mile also i mean so i actually have it up should we briefly get into this sure so so the guaranteed 2021 compensation for albert rushnek is 2.3 million dollars there's a few numbers behind that but i'm rounding down for the sake of ease that's all taxes <laughs> The next guy, the next dude is Demir, and he literally makes a million less. Right. Like, Which I still don't feel bad for him, but... Right, right. You, that's still 1.3 mil. Um, but it's kind of crazy, man. And guess what? You could be making four three or five three, or like in the case of Javinko or some of the other crazy dudes out there, six three. Carlos Vela comes in as the highest compensated player at six point three. So and guess what he does? He's a difference maker. Delivers. That's the that's that's the kind of game we just saw this weekend. Where someone like a Vea, Vela, whatever, Carlos. That, that's where he steps in, makes a difference, wins the game for you. If, if nothing else, tries. And tries to set other people up. Right. Albert has not done that in the past year and a half. He, he really has just, somewhere along the way, he's disappeared. And he had, at least for RSL, he's doing wonders for the, you know, yeah. Slovakia national team. Um, but he's just disappeared and become, at, at least statistically, a non-factor. Oh, I think it's beyond statistically. Sometimes, what was one of your favorite phrases a couple of years ago? What, what's the word when you say, oh, no, it was more than a couple of years ago. It was when Sandoval was here. Um, the was player that made impact without actually looking like it on paper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, specifically in um, his case, the hold-up play was, you know. Right, but what the hell is the name of the numbers? Non-something. Non-tangibles. Non-tangibles. Yeah, there it is. So you could go off of like, yeah, but there are a lot of non-tangibles. I didn't see any damn non-tangibles from him. Right, right. The, the guys around you are better because you're on the field, even though you right. may not. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
No, I I one hundred percent agree. It, it's I don't get the sense, at least the first, you know, handful of games into the season, that the guys around Albert are better for Albert being on the field. Exactly. Like like I think and, if we're and... gonna be quite quite honest, the most attractive attacking soccer RSL has played is usually when we just lob the ball over the entirety of our midfield, get it to Julio, who's apparently freaking the fastest guy on planet Earth, who, you know, just beelines it for the touchline and then whips a ball into the the, the attack. Um, our, our, our best soccer, our most dangerous soccer, has been skipping what I at one point thought was our most talented uh, talented group of players, and that's the midfield. It's it's wild. Well, it was a few years ago. It it, it no longer is. I don't think it was last year. I don't think. Well, what, what do you mean by most talented? But like, I think the most talented dudes on our team over the past four or five years were defensive midfielders. Yeah, and well, let let's let's put it this way: um, the highest paid players. Their right. positions we were going. Yeah. Are, are midfielders primarily. Well, I mean, just to close the chapter on Albert for this evening is, man, good dude. Seems like he's saying the right things. Doesn't feel like he's coming from the heart. Is he a solid player? Absolutely. Is he like a $380,000 a year player? Absolutely. Is he Is he the dude that should make a million more than the second highest paid player on the team? Absolutely not. Right. So the Euros are coming up. I think they, they, they're getting into the camp and like within the next few weeks, right? Yeah, it's it's coming up here. Um, so I'm gonna hold to my line to say, "Hey, I hope he does really well at the Euros for Slovakia, and we sell him for a handsome sum because, Jesus Christ, man! If right, if that's what two point three gets you right now, um, and you know the mirror is one point three, and you know we'll talk about some of the others that just just give me two demirs. Yeah, give me two demirs. Give me, or, or give me like." 10 Julios. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, or, uh, you know, what is it, 20 Rubines? Yeah, 20 um, Rubines. There's a dude so. that deserves a raise. Yeah. Anyway, so, so that's enough about Albert. Let's move on. I, I did just look it up, by the way. The They start June 11th is when the Euros start. Yeah. So they're probably also, getting called in, like, next week then. Right. The The last thing I will mention is that there's, there's this talk in the the Twitter sphere and the Reddit sphere and the Facebook sphere of Albert Ruschnack being on a quote-unquote contract year. So, like, any move we're going to do, we have to do pronto. Right. Uh, So he is technically on his last year of his contract, which expires at the end of the season. But the team has an option for 2022. Right. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in our front office, but I would be shocked if they don't exercise that for no other reason than to buy themselves some time to sell Rushnak at his peak value. Well, I unless they sell him, it could, be, it could be one of those sign and trades or something like exercise the option, then sell him with the option to somebody else, right? So there are options there. Right. All right, let's move on. What's next? Uh, well... Talked about Rushnek, talked about the game a little. Um, a, a bit of interesting news that came out from uh, the good folks at Sportico, i.e. the business of sports. It, it's basically like a e-magazine a newsletter for, you know, business sports. Um, so it, they recently came out with a story regarding RSL's ownership and allegedly there are now close to a dozen buyers interested in Real Salt Lake. Um, they specifically mention David Blitzer by name. Uh, David Blitzer's 
you know, famously a uh, co-owner and executive of the Philadelphia 76ers. They're doing pretty well for themselves. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's an interesting tidbit in that he's not a quote-unquote Utah guy uh, by any uh, stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, but I, I did find it interesting that, you know, we are – it it went from like Ryan from Qualtrics is like the only guy interested to there's nearly a dozen parties now that are that have some kind of interest that that's that bodes well in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the story did mention that uh, Ryan uh, from Qualtrics, i.e. Ryan Smith, has not had any contact with the league for like a number of months at this point, okay. which. You know that that's that probably doesn't bode well for him being the guy. Well, listen, some dude. The only reason I know that guy, what's his name from Philly? David Blitzer. David Blitzer. The only reason I even know that name is because I was watching a episode of uh, a pizza review YouTube video with Dave Portnoy from um, Barstool Sports, and I think that was him that was on there. Um, seems like a super cool dude. One of those, just like a uh, Ryan Smith, like one of those like young billionaires or whatever, right? I don't actually know how he made his money, but he made his money nonetheless. And Philly has a team, so it's not like he's gonna move the team to Philly, right? Um, I'm surprised that Ryan Smith is not in the conversation, at least based on these discussions. But who the hell knows about these discussions, right? Um, I mean, literally, I was reading earlier today that Houston is getting sold. Dynamo and their women's team. I forgot the name of the, the women's Dash. team. Yep, the Houston Dash. Dynamo and the Houston Dash. Never heard a beep about that, a peep about yep. that. And then, boom, done. Right. Okay. Well, I never heard a peep about Brian Smith buying the Jazz. And then suddenly done he bought right. the jazz right right never heard a peep about Dwayne Wade being part of the ownership group can we just real yeah. quick not interrupt great bit of business by the jazz office oh, yeah. there on multiple fantastic yeah, move yeah no i agree one of my favorite players of all time and i love to hate him because i am such a homer as chris paul would like to say i cannot like people that play for other teams. But I'm like, I like him. <laughs> I've always liked Dwayne Wade. So, but we never heard about any of that. So just because some mouthpiece from some org is saying something does not mean a damn thing, right? Oftentimes the serious offers are not even uh, known by these leaks or leakers, right? So I just want to close it and say, we're good, right? We're good for the next three to four to five years. We have someone who has deep pockets or, or, or an organization that has deep pockets, recognizes and identifies the value of the team being in Salt Lake City, Utah, i.e. Sandy, Utah. Um, and we move forward. I just want to remember at the beginning of the season, before the season, you and I were talking. And I clearly laid out my number one success metric for this year. That's the team staying in Utah. That's it. Yep. So Playoffs, championships, all these other things. Awesome. Bonuses, like off bonuses, if anything else. Right. So I'm going to push, not push back, but the, discuss some some things you just mentioned. Um, right. You, you're going to go on a ter- tirade of being wrong. Go ahead. No, no, no. Not, not at all tired of being wrong, but just some just some exploration. Um, so this Blitzer guy, uh, specifically, he's basically like a really senior dude at uh, Blackstone. They're that like investment firm. Um uh, kind of a very famous, probably more infamous investment firm 
uh, is, is probably the more appropriate uh, explanation. Um, he's also, according to this article at least, a investor in the English Premier League club Crystal Palace, which it, it's good that there's soccer roots there, but maybe not good in that, you know, he owns multiple sports teams and is probably his attention's probably sp- spread pretty thin. Um, and, and the reason I bring is all his, of this up is his checkbook spread thin. Well, it, that's the thing. It 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 might be. You know, we brought this up right. with with Ryan initially as a as a concern. At least I did. Was you just have a dude that spent, you know, a, a crazy amount of money on the Utah Jazz? Do we want that billion. in an right? Do we want that in an owner? Because ideally, my ideal billionaire is, you know, born in the shadow of Rio Tinto Stadium, uh, hasn't moved, and is that that's his only sports team, right? Like, that's that's the perfect, like, it's that opportunity cost. Money spent on things that aren't Real Salt Lake is ultimately not good for Real Salt Lake. I have a very... right, but that person is 12 years old. Right. I, I reckon I'm using that as an example, but but that that's that's the why. And it it was what I like to call a shower thought. It's one of those things that you think about as you're showering. And and I'm I would argue that probably most of Real Salt Lake or RSL Nation feels this way. When Deloy Hansen left, and you know, left being a loose term, he's still the owner. Which quick tangent here. I hate it when people say RSL is without an owner. We have an owner. We still are owned by Deloy Hansen. Like, he he is still the guy. Let's not pretend like he's this distant thing in our past. He is actively involved, for better or worse. Um, But when Deloy Hansen was essentially removed, when when Deloy Hansen was essentially removed, uh, I, I think a lot of us assumed that different was better or new was better. Like like anyone is better than Deloitte Hansen. I, I think as RSL Nation, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know who these 12 interested parties are. For all we know, we might be getting a worse owner. And and like that mm-hmm. that that's worth thinking about. That's that's worth discussing. That like we might have to prep ourselves for an owner that is more involved, spends less money is trying to gain more profit out of the company is, you know, makes worse soccer decisions. Like new isn't necessarily better. And as a fan base, I think we need to like come up with a plan for a name surfacing that we maybe don't want. What do you think about that? Um, well, is that news? We've been talking about that since they got on Deloitte's case, this whole Okay, you gonna put me in a damn soapbox here? I mean, I'm not trying to. Literally, let me get on the soapbox. Okay. Um, this this self righteous BS that's happening, uh, and again, I'm not breaking any news here. I've said this many times before, of unproven BS, right? Um, yeah. There's a very good chance we're getting an owner. I'm not getting into all the political or social justice, self-righteous bullshit, right? Because you and I, this is what makes, this is one of the many things that makes this podcast great. You and I don't agree on all these things, right? I mean, the one of those things is objectively a terrible human. That's the last thing I'm going to leave. Go ahead. Go, I'm go, not. Do your thing. Do your thing. Right. Object? No, it's not objectively. Have you ever seen? Is there proof of? Never mind. He was called out as a racist, homophobe, all these different things, right? I don't think he's any of those things. At the end of the day, he's a really rich old white dude. Okay, I know that most of our nation thinks he's a devil. Cool, we got rid of him. We supported it. Wouldn't you say? Collectively, we're like, cool, we supported it. Yeah, I, um, I think uh, patience for his 
nonsense. However you want to classify that nonsense was at an all-time low. What patience? There was no patience. R- right. It, it, it's That's what I'm saying. It, he, he, he literally fired his head coach, who was one of the best things that happened to us, other than what he said, the P word, for that reason, because he thought it was homophobic and the fan base wouldn't like it. Right? So, listen, here's my two cents. If we get a worse owner, it's on us. It is on us. And when I say us, I mean collectively us. I'm not going to sit here and say like, hey, it's on you, dear whatever outlet. Right? Um, It's on us. Collectively, it's on us. There's a very good chance we get a worse owner. Um, How could we? Easily. This dude is, uh, again, based on the words of Chris Paul, or to phrase Chris Paul, he's a homer. He was willing to invest money and lose money to, to, you know, to make us successful. But did he succeed? No, but he tried. So, all right, we're going to get some investment firm here, and they will invest just less than they can make back. Awesome. Let's see what happens. It's going to suck for the team. It's going to suck for all of us. At the end of the day, I think Deloitte Hansen is just getting a bad rap, man. That dude is... Is he objectively a bad human being? Absolutely not. He is subjectively a bad human being. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. It's subjective. It's it's based on people's testimonies. That's all it is. I, I mean, it, it is to, quite literally listen, based listen on to, people's like, testimonies. Listen to the world's top scientists. They're like, you know, eyewitness, human eyewitness is like the worst testimony. Or we're the worst data-taking devices in the world. If he is guilty of the things he's accused of being guilty of, yeah, there, there shouldn't even be a sales process. He just gets the team taken from him. Which, That's my opinion. Quick, quick, that actually reminded me, and, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here. The league never actually released its findings on that investigation it did. Yes. Like at no point did they say, which I think it is, I mean, I get it. You're, you know, at the end of the day, you're not trying to get sued by this guy for like libel or slander or anything like that. Um, but it it it's you know it, it's one of those things that as a fan of the club in question, it would have been good to know. Like, hey, here's what we found out at the end of the day. And they told us they would tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I mean, I don't explicitly remember them saying, "Hey, we're going to make these findings public," uh, but they said it feels like the right thing to do. Our investigation in November or whatever. Right. right. But we're getting into like a weird thing here that we don't have to get into. Right. Into. <laughs> anyway, new owners. Apparently, there's a dozen to pick from, which might is yeah. is, is, is a good if thing. You get a bad yeah. one. If we get a bad one, I got a few thousand people on me calling out every single time we get on this uh, microphone. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely one of those things that you know. As I say it, it was it was always a possibility, of course. Like, there's no guarantee of a good owner, um, but you know, I definitely thought it was going to be an improvement and not a dude from you know, some de- terrible investment firm. So, um, why? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Optimism, just internal optimism that I, I didn't, I never, you know, The discussed. same thing that made you believe the, the, the horrible stories you heard about that Lloyd Hansen? Well, I mean, here's like, let's be really clear. It's not like this is one or two people saying like, you know, quiet whispers about the Lloyd Hansen. Like, you know, it, 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 it's if enough people are all saying the same or very similar things, it, it, they're worth hearing out. And um, yeah, I, I will I will be thankful to Deloitte Hansen for the investment he made into the club. I think we have a lot of really cool uh, toys. You know, I think about our fantastic uh, screen. 
I, I think it's like the second biggest in the league. Um, you know, he invested in that academy. He was the biggest for like two weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so LA he, built there. Right? He invested in uh, in the academy. He, we've got that fantastic facility out in Harriman. I will be forever grateful. But it, it goes back to, and you and I have had this high conversation. School. What was that? We got the high school. We've got the high school. Yeah, we've got that STEM school. Uh, but it goes back to the 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 function he had for the club. Like you and I, our function is to is to is to have this podcast. Our function is to terrorize the herd a little bit, for lack of a better expression. Our function is to whisper, you know, things into people's ears that maybe they don't want to hear. Uh, Freddie's function for the club is to get the team ready every week. Deloitte Hansen's function was to sign the check. Um, and every once in a while, you know, you get to come out and you get yeah. to kick the tires. Deloitte Hansen outgrew his function. He he no longer, he, he wasn't providing the service at, at a level that was acceptable. And the negatives were outgrowing the benefits. You know, if you're some young South American player and RSL's hitting you up and you Google Real Salt Lake, and this is the first thing that comes up, you know, that that regardless of what the Hansen did or did not do, it's unacceptable. Because if you Google Kansas City, this isn't coming up. If you Google Colorado Rapids, this kind of stuff isn't coming up. So, you know, we have to be real about what service he's providing and at what cost. And I, as a fan, if, if you step away from all of the, you know, what he did or did not say, he no longer was providing the service at an acceptable cost. That that's where I grew fed up with well, with the uh, coming Bill up Hansen. six months from now. It's gonna well, stop coming up on the goals for six months from now. Anyways, let's get let, let's get beyond that. Um, what else we got? So basically, ownership is up in the air. Up in the it air. Seems like there's a twist. There's a twist here. Ryan from Qualtrics. <laughs> we keep calling him that. Ryan Smith, good dude. Seems like a good dude. According to these outlets, not in the running, basically. Or he's playing like a super, super elaborate game of bluff with these dudes, right? One or the other. Fair? I mean, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. Maybe it's folding time. <laughs> so uh, so the, the last bit of news as we're approaching the hour mark here is we do technically have a game this weekend. It, it, I feel like this is the part we always get to last and we just gloss over it. Um, mm, it it's, it's some of our favorite road trip. We're heading down to Texas for a lovely yeah. little game of footy against none other than FC Dallas. I'm yeah. worried. I'm worried. I'm really worried. For Dallas? No, no, definitely not for Dallas. Um, why, da- why are you worried? Dallas, why are you worried? Dallas on paper is a very beatable team right now. Um, they started their season off at home with a 0 0 tie against Colorado. Uh, then they lost to San Jose 3 1. Then they if I understand correctly, their only win of the season came against Portland uh, 4-1. And I think this was right before Portland had a uh, CONCACAF Champions League game. Then they tied the Houston Dynamo 1-1. And then they lost to Minnesota United most recently last weekend 1-0. On paper... This Aren't is they a, the first team to lose to Minnesota United this year? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, second. I, I think Minnesota United is technically now on uh, two games, on a two-game uh, winning streak. Okay. So so just as a quick recap, FC Dallas has won one, they drew two, and they lost two. Um, they, are the, they are tied for last place in the West right now with LAFC. <laughs> of all teams, but it's the kind of matchup where 
the expectation is that Real Salt Lake should at least get a point, which leads me to believe that they will get no points. I hate that I live my life that way, but that's how I live my life. Um, Listen, so I think standings in the league at this point of the season are silly. Uh, They're stupid. Let's say it that way. Um, If I'm looking at this correctly, Dallas has two points less than us. We're in like fifth or fourth or something. And they're in like second to last. Provided we have one game less played than they do. But it's still four games to five games. It's a 30, what, four game season. And many times over the past multiple years, the team that ended up winning the season or the league was like the very bottom at this point, And in many cases, well beyond this point of the season. So I think standings at this point of the season are just silly. They're ridiculous. The only thing you can think about is versus expectation. That's why I'm surprised. I'm way surprised by how RSL has been doing so far. Because again, seven points out of four games. I thought it would take them close to 10 games to get seven points based on what we thought was going to happen going into the season. Having said that, obviously the two new dudes up front, yeah, kind of anomalies, right? They're killing it. Right. We go into Dallas with a blank slate for us and them. My personal, just historically speaking, I would say we go into Dallas, we get a point. I think it's a good game. We would still be unbeaten. Five game. Well, okay, never mind. We lost that third game, didn't we? Right. One loss in five games. Five games in. Someone tells me before the season, you get one loss out of the first five games. I would be like, hell yeah, sign me up. I wouldn't even care if the four non-losses were ties, yet alone two wins, right? Uh, again, based on how we thought the season was going to go getting into the year. So with all that con- all that considered, I think we go down to Dallas. We get a good old point, a big single point. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean... Uh... You know, I think that's. I think that's realistic. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that kind of between some of the commentary that Freddie can light a fire under the guys, and that they come out with something to prove. I, I think we're going to you know Dallas. Uh, you know. Let's let's put it this way. I'd I'd much rather be there at the end of May than in the middle of July or August. Right. Um. I I actually think that if we can get in the right mindset, we have like this is one of the teams that we can beat on the road. Um. I'm I'm gonna say two nil the good guys here. Just I I feel like we're okay. due for one. Um. Mm. That being said, I could see it just as easily, you know, going the other way and uh, Franco Jara or Franco Yara or however you pronounce that, uh, the DP Argentine striker for FC Dallas just having himself a day and, and getting on the scoreboard early. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a weird one. Yeah, so what's your final score prediction? I'm going to say 2-0 us. Nice. Yeah. I'm saying 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one. all right. One one. I I have a feeling you're more right than I am. Right. I also I, think I usually am. Well, that's definitely not true. I, <laughs> I, I do think it's worth, you know, talking about the depth or really the lack thereof. Um you know, this this is assuming M Silva is back. Uh you know, if he isn't no disrespect to Holt, but um, you know, I think RSL's B team is significantly weaker than RSL's A team. Oh, our, our, I mean, even Silva having to play, I mean, you know, compare it to just last year, 
right? With Nedum playing instead of Silva. Right. The huge drop off. Yeah, we and desperately need some support at CB. The drop off from Silva to Holt is, I would argue, the same level of drop off that it was from Nedum to Silva is Silva to Holt at this point. Ooh, you don't rate Silva very highly. Um, I, I actually think oh, Silva to Holt. Oh, or you rate Holt too lowly. I, I think Silva to Holt is is much worse than Nedum to Silva last year. Uh, maybe you rate Nedum too highly? I mean, Nedum might as well be just like, you know, the MVP as far as I'm concerned. Um, right. I agree. So that's what I'm saying. Nedum to Silva and Silva to Holt is equal. Yeah. I I I think if there if I had to assign it, it would be the fact that I lack faith in Holt's defensive ability. Though yeah. to be fair, he was one misplaced header away from being a hero uh during <sighs> the Nashville game. So close. Yet the whole game so far away. Stopped. It really did. And that could have been like, that happens? We're sitting here talking about like the greatest game in the last five years. Yeah, I mean, that goes in. We're talking about grit and finishing and playing until the whistle and just finding a way to win. Absolutely. It's a totally different game. Yeah. He should have at least put that on goal. Yeah, I mean, I've rewatched that thing way more often than I care to admit. He never really got a good, good contact to it. It like bounced. I mean, it essentially like bounced straight down. Like all yeah. of the power just went straight into the ground. And I, I b- before we get blown up in the comment section, I know you're supposed to snap it down, but usually you're supposed to snap it down at an angle, not freaking ninety degrees straight in front of you. Um, and yeah. just you could tell just all of the power was absorbed into the ground instead of angling under the keeper's hands. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that goes in. I'm singing a different tune, I'll be the first to admit that. I mean, to be fair, like 95 out of 100 of those headers go over the net, over the goal. But I'd rather it go over oh. than do that weird bouncy thing it did right so that's why most players try to do the snap down header there's a beer named after it i think isn't there like one of um if there isn't there needs to be no there is one of danny's beers it's called the snap down header i think it's um i can't remember where it's from it's one of the obviously local breweries it's called a snap down header google it while i keep talking so like you get that ball, your number one instinct. Wasatch snap down header in the Apeo. Yeah, See, you you're trying to snap it down. You know, I'm familiar with the expression. Yes, ninety five percent of the time it goes over, because again the head usually shapes up, <laughs> usually. So I can see why he would overcompensate and try to get too far down, but man, he puts that away. Now he's um. I don't know. He's one of those hero dudes. Statues. Right? Like, Statues. Like, like Luke Mulholland <laughs> against uh, Portland a few years ago. I don't even know what the final score was, but I know he scored a winner in like the 94th. What? Not even the winner. The tying goal. Mm. I mean, you want to go winner in like the 94th. You, you go with our boy, uh, uh, Jefferson Savarino against Atlanta. Right, so that, that's the next thing I was going to say, Jefferson Savarino. He scored two in the last, like, five minutes, didn't he? I missed that guy. Well, no, we did, but he scored the last one, yeah. Oh. Um, you know, we're talking, like, there are moments. You think RSL, you think in moments, right? You think in um, Saborio walking onto the field after being out for weeks for injury and literally being on the field for, like, eight seconds. Oh Six yeah. Six seconds. Yeah. Yeah. The Rio Tinto <laughs> goal off the corner. Uh, I, I don't want to interrupt you here. He was recently touring the facilities, like recently, like last week. Oh really? Yeah. They oh. he was all over their uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, that's all I'm saying. He 
Holt had a chance to get himself into those books. Does it mean he would be starting going forward? I freaking hope not. <laughs> but he would have had that moment, right? And I think, you know, other than continuously getting paid for the work you do in professional sports, I would say most, if not every professional athlete, wants that moment, right? That's that. That's a game of moments. Thing. Yeah, it's the thing you remember, right? The, yep. So, anyways, I mean, how many I mean, NFL players with amazing individual singular moments do you remember? It's a handful. It, it really is. And there's honestly, I can think of just as many almost moments as oh, I can think of moments. Way more. I, I think of uh, 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 Sebastian Velasquez, Rufio, and, you know, the PK that he skied in the, not even yeah. the PK, the, his, you know. It was a PK, the shootout. Yeah, the shootout. Kansas City. Right? Kansas City, yep, in December of chance what was that, 2013. It? Yep, chance to the win chance it. chance to freaking win it, to be a meme forever going forward. I mean, With forget Jeff. a meme, dude. We're, we're building a statue for you. Like, your jersey's yeah. being retired in the rafters, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think of Russell's jersey and he had that exact same moment against (laughs) LA. He just converted. Yeah, he converted. That's the difference. Um, I think of uh, Beasler and for whatever reason, that game against SKC was that two, three years ago where he just, I mean, literally taps it in. And we have a knocked out oh, a fierce that's rival. That that's not big enough. No, that's pretty huge. Think about if that goes in. Think about if that goes in. The first thing we're doing is we're tweeting we're Kansas City. Round. We're going, hey, Kansas City, sucks to be you. You're out. We knocked you out. And we're suddenly playing in a Western Conference final. Right. Like, that. That that's a big moment. Um, he makes that, like, we're talking... Like we're gonna talk about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I why are we bumming talking, ourselves I'm, out? I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking Finley, not Finley. I'm talking uh, Sabo Rio hitting the crossbar against Monterey in the Champions League final in like the 90th minute. This is the most depressing way to end a podcast. <laughs> like, remember when we played DC United in the. U.S. Open Cup final at home. And they were like the worst team in the league at the time? Literally, they were the worst record in the league that yeah. year. Yeah, no, I remember. And we I remember. attacked for 87 minutes and lost like, what was it, 1-0? Literally 1-0. And you and I ended up in this family section. You couldn't even swear or drink. Remember that? Oh, we drank. <laughs> <laughs> that it just didn't. They kept catching us. Like, all right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. No, man. It's uh, uh all right, man. For Baker. F- for better or worse. Anything else for this year, Pop? No, I think I think it's good wrapping this one up here. All right. RSL Nation. Get so negative? We apo- I honestly just I apologize. It, it's I don't know what happened. It got weird fast. It's just hey, real talk. That's the uh, next up. Next week, we'll call this podcast Real Talk. We absolutely won't do that. I I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring it full circle here. And I know you've been drinking because I heard you pop a bottle and, you know, I've got my own things going on. I'll I'll leave it. Uh I'll leave it at this. Blame it on the goose. Got you feeling loose. RSL Nation, it's your boys Adele and the Baker with another episode of Scarf Life. Thank you for tuning in.